AfterBuzz TV listeners want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell us what you're thinking, send us a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send us audio that might end up in a future episode of our After Show. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform we use to publish and distribute our podcast to you for free. You could send us voice messages about all sorts of topics, questions you have for us, what you think of our format, something you want us to do better, your best impression of one of the characters, anything you can think of. We'll see all of your messages and we might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send us a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in the show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. What's up, guys? You are now tuned in to the Pretty Little Liars, the Perfectionist After Show. We have a jam-packed show for you guys today. Dana is off the hook, guys. Jeremy is possibly the killer, and we also have an amazing special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. This new music gets me every time. <laughs> What's up, guys? We are back with another After Show. Thank you guys for staying and coming back. We just wrapped up our interview, and now you guys are back again. Um, but I am here. We have a legendary special guest, American TV director, Norman Buckley. Thank you for joining us today. And he actually directed this episode that we're getting ready to break down. So we're so excited to have him here. Um, But before we get started, of course, I have to introduce my lovely co-host. We have Shay. Hey, guys. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. And we have Ambassador. Hey, guys. So, we had a jam-packed um, episode. I mean, like I said, Dana Booker is off the hook. We're going to talk about Claire's response to the, the, the recording that they thought were, they were, was going to shut them down. We're going to talk about the down spiral of all of the characters. It's like their lives are falling apart. And we're going to talk about Operation Take Down Jeremy. That's what I wrote in my notes. That's what I came up with. <laughs> but before we get into it, what were you guys' overall thoughts? I still can't get over that ending. I, I don't even know... There's so many emotions that are happening for me for this episode. I'm just like, I, now I really want the finale. Because we're like so close to finding out what happened to Nolan. And I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. Are you? Are you close? I hope right. Right. Fingers crossed. Are we? <laughs> are we? We think we are. We think we are. Like, fingers crossed that we might be close to who killed Nolan. <laughs> Maybe there's a cliffhanger we don't know about. Maybe. True. What happened in the next episode? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. How, what were your overall thoughts? I mean, it was a whirlwind of an episode. You know, everyone's kind of getting, like, pulled apart with, like, possible, like, getting kicked out of school, possible, like, getting all your money taken, and who knows what's going to happen to Ava. And then at the end, they really come together and, like, show their friendship. Their unity. Which I loved. Um, but, yeah, that ending was insane. And... Um, was really like had some funny moments but I really liked the episode yeah I agree with everything you guys have said you guys said um it took me for a loop I just knew that you know we were gonna bring down Dana and life you know would be back to normal but in typical pretty little liars (laughs) and the perfectionist fashion that didn't happen (laughs) but let's just go ahead and dive in so we begin the episode um, with no, not I'm sorry, not Nolan. We begin the episode with Caitlin and Jeremy in the car, and we're trying to figure out what's going on, what he did, why is he acting crazy, why did he ha- have her, you know, hop in the car with him? What were you guys' thoughts on that whole situation? I'd have been, I mean, they love each other, so I, I guess I would have went in the car too to figure out, did you do something bad? 
And if he does something bad, I need to figure it out. But Caitlin, girl, man. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Thank you. <laughs> Just, there's, I mean, I, I get, like, like we said last week, love is very interesting. It is so complex. It makes you do crazy things. <laughs> But if you suspect your boyfriend of murder, why would you get in the car? Well, and also at the end of the last, at the end of episode eight, you know, when the episode end and she's like basically kind of like getting pulled in the car and we were all like, oh my God, what's going to happen to Caitlin? And then like the beginning was like, she was like totally fine with it. Yeah, and in the I car like, chilling. Yeah. I thought I, she was going to get like kidnapped and thrown in a river. Or... I just knew she was going to be like tied up in the trunk. Yeah. And then like scene starts. She's just like, so what's going on? And it's just like calmness in the car, like, you know, come flee with me or whatever. In you fashion. Yeah. I <laughs> well, when you're with a crazy person, it's usually best to, to be, just to be stay calm. calm. Remain calm. Yeah. True. That's true. Well, she was definitely calm. Um, I Clearly, I would have not reacted that way. <laughs> but that, that was pretty interesting. Um, and then I really want to talk about um, Claire's response to the tape. So, um, you know, they had this whole game plan. They they knew they just had Dana under the fire. And she reacted differently. It actually brought her and Dana closer. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on the situation? Were you guys just as upset as I was? <laughs> I was, I'm like, these witches. I'm upset, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? I, I mean, I guess I can understand for Car- Claire's character why that would be okay for her, but it's still wrong to also blackmail a student because you just think you think they killed your son. You have no proof of it, lady. So she has some screw loose. Maybe she should go to the spa. Well, <laughs> yes, she should go to the spa. But I mean, Beacon Guard is already such an invasion of everyone's privacy. So what is what Dana's doing isn't really that much of a stretch from the kind of you know security laws that she's kind of already broken in exactly towards more people. So I'm not exactly surprised, but I definitely thought she was going to be a little bit mad. I didn't think she'd just be like, "Yeah, amazing. I love Dana." Yeah, she was like, oh, she's doing exactly what I asked her to do. Like, she, you know, I love her. And then what I thought was really funny was, like, it. Was, I feel like this episode was just completely no filter, put it all out there. She, like, just said, pretty much told them, I think all of you guys killed my son, mm-hmm. so I'm going to stay her friend until we get to the bottom, of, the bottom of it. And everyone was just in the room like, oh, okay, she thinks that. It was really calm. Like, I would have been like, why me? Why do you think I did it? Like, I love him or, you know. Something. Yeah, something more than just, okay, Allison, you can stay with the devil and we're going to leave you here. Well, it's interesting. I mean, that she got mad at Allison, but not as mad as I would have thought because now that Taylor is back, like, what's the need for Allison? If Because at the beginning of the yeah. season, she was like, it was kind of made you know, Allison is here to replace Taylor, kind of, you know, as like a surrogate. Mm -hmm. And now Taylor's back, so I'm surprised she didn't get more upset with Allison and tell her to you know, hit the the road, too. Actually, yeah, I thought she was gonna be like, now your job is done. You got Mm -hmm. me what I wanted. You're no longer of use to me. You're terminated. Like, she kind of, like, she did Mona, which we'll talk about later, but (laughs) it was a lot calmer than I expected from her to be. She could have kicked her out of Taylor's house, quote-unquote, too, at the same time. Yeah. Now I have no place to live. And she got equally mad at Taylor, you know, about the same level of, of anger, I think. Yeah. What were you guys' approach for that scene? Was it supposed to leave us like, wait, what? Or I don't know. What? How did you guys You're execute asking me? That? Yeah. You're asking me about... 
Claire and her response to... Yeah, and just how that came, I guess, pretty much directing that scene. Well, directing that scene is that's the script, so uh, I yeah. have to direct the script <laughs> yeah. as it's given to me, yeah. you know? But um, I think that um, Claire is suspicious of all of them, you know, mm-hmm. with good reason. She And she's worried about her daughter, and she's worried about her daughter getting involved with this group. Yeah, I think, I mean, I can see that. In the beginning, I kind of felt like... Um, I, I told you, like, I felt like Claire was not nece- really showing her motherly side. I feel like it was all about business. So this episode, we really kind of see that compassion come out, even when she was saying to um, to Allison, like, you don't know, Taylor, like, how you think mm-hmm. you do. And I'm like, okay, her motherly instincts are finally stepping in. Maybe... Well, her daughter did take her own suicide and yeah. disappear for several months. So I think there would be cause to worry. I think there would be cause to worry about who she was hanging out with and what she's doing. Yeah. It's just me. I'm... Yeah, but maybe just because she was so strong, like, even with the death of Nolan, like, we just kind of saw her, like, you know, we got to do this. We, You know, it was, this is, the, I feel like this is the first time that I'm like, oh, wow, she actually does care. But, like you said, I mean, her daughter did just come up from the dead. So. What do you think, uh, what do you think Claire does exactly? What do you think her job is? Just, she has to be the head honcho. She has to hold it together for the, the school and Those, make sure it's running well. Well, the school and Hotchkiss Technologies, which runs yeah. Beacon Guard, it means pretty complicated situation she's in. There's a lot of questions there for sure. She's a boss lady, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, but, well, this episode, I was so happy to see that vulnerable side come out of her. I don't know if you guys agree, or were you opposed to it? I mean, I wasn't <laughs> opposed to it. I was just, I, I feel like it's almost a little bit misplaced. Because, like, obviously Nolan's gone, so we believe. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Those spiked, spikes are I know, I know. And I keep saying that, like, because those spikes are just... I don't think you can come back from spikes through your chest. <laughs> um, but now Claire's the only child she does have. So mm-hmm. now that all the focus in the motherly, quote-unquote, love that she has is now going to be focused on Taylor. And she always, she's blaming Taylor for being obsessive, but Claire, you're doing the same thing. Well, just like mother, a, like daughter. Come on now. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but before we go ahead and get into our next topic, Alice, do you have anything you'd like to share to our viewers and listeners? I sure do, guys. I would just like to say before we move on to our next topic, thank you so much for making us the ESPN of Talk TV. And for us to continue to grow, we actually need your help. So if you're on YouTube right now watching, go ahead and hit that little thumbs up and hit that subscribe button and if you're on iTunes well go ahead and give us a five star rating we love it when you guys rate and review us and no matter where you are watching or listening leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation being a part of After Buzz TV has meant a lot to all of us and we truly appreciate your support and helping us do what we love so don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying all of our shows Yes, like she said, we love you guys. We love how you guys engage with us. We're seeing the comments in the chat. We're going to get to them. And just just keep, you know, hanging out with us because we love doing this for you guys. Um, so next thing that I'd like to hit on was the down spiral of literally everyone's lives. Let's start with Ava. So, you know, we know she has this money and we know that it's stolen money, but she's using it, you know, to get through school. Dana calls her out about it, of course, so she had to figure out a way, she had to figure out where she can, you know, move it because we knew she would possibly eventually get to her house. And she still ends up getting busted when she takes it to Caitlyn's house. I just, okay, how did ooh, she find that? I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> this is my question for Caitlyn. If your mom just suddenly showed up, why wouldn't you move the money? 
Well, because she was in the room. Yeah. Her her mom like walked well, away she, from yeah, her. I'm just saying, the, like you did not have to leave that money in the same spot. And, and it looks like Where the living room area. I would have put in it in my basement. underwear drawer. Under the mattress. <laughs> Seriously, my underwear drawer. I would have just stacked all the money in there and then put my panties on top of it. And why you why you threw that my underwear drawer? That was a big duffel drawer. bag for the underwear drawer. <laughs> I, I mean, she. Hey, you didn't have to take all your money too. You could have put like a stipend of it here, Caitlin, and kept this in your like room because. Funny enough, Dana, that's the only room Dana has not just walked herself into. Well, she I thought, walks into a lot of rooms. Yeah. She walks into unannounced. a lot unannounced. <laughs> no, no, no reason for you to be in my personal space. But I'm just saying, you have to give all your money to Kayla. Yeah, I thought they were going to, I thought in that scene where Ava finally tells them, I thought they were going to split it up and then hide it in three different places because that's what I would do. I would do that too. That that's makes a lot more sense. Large sums of well, cash. clearly <laughs> I was naive, just like everyone else, because I was like, yes, okay, it's going to go to Kaylin's house. She's good. <laughs> you know, people don't really think they're friends. So, like, this is a good hideout. And then, boom, in walks Dana. And she's just like, what are you doing with this money? You've befriended a criminal. You know, her mom is extremely upset. I was pretty shocked by that. And I was, I was really angry. I'm worried. I don't want Ava to go to jail. I'm worried about her fate. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the only way she's going to jail, Dana actually tells her. And the only thing now is that Dana has stolen money too, so Dana could go to jail because yeah, she didn't want so she didn't what's report Dana's it. play because yeah, exactly. She's right. not reporting it. So, but the thing is, she's is she not reporting it? any of these cl- crimes because she's true. no longer like legally law enforcement. So I think she's just like. Eh. The most powerful campus cop in the world. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Very true. I yeah. None, no college campuses actually. Campus <laughs> 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 police. Well, yeah, but that that totally caught me by surprise. Um, I I just wasn't expecting. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm just, I'm gonna give you hiding places, Caitlin. Yeah, cut hide a teddy bear, sew it back up. Yeah, I don't know. hide it in a doll. <laughs> hide it in a teddy bear. Put it in your underwear drawer. Put it in a long like a safe deposit box, and then put it in a vent. There's just a lot of in ways. A vent? You got some vents in that house. There's a lot of ways you could have hit this money, and then just leaving it in the same spot. Because your mom was just like, oh, when I caught them, they were in the living room. Where would they hide it? Oh, under the music thing we don't use. And it was kind of out in the open. Too. Like, there was nothing covering it. She just, like, sh- sat it on that, that shelf thing or whatever no, it was. No, it was shut the door. It they shut it? Okay. Shut it. okay, I missed that part. But yeah. I'm just like, it's still, but it's still in, a, in the living area where, you know, the common area. Oh, in the chimney of the fireplace. I'm just saying, come on, there's a lot of chimney chimney behind this money. <laughs> Ain't nobody using it unless her mom decides, oh, I'm just going to come back from D.C. and use the fireplace before I go to a gala in the next couple hours. There's just a lot of places you could hit that money. I'm still not over it right now. I just still don't know how the mom found it, though. Or unless Dana just came in and was like... I think she had a suspicion that something was going on. Going around. Especially seeing that, you know, she walks into the house and her daughter is, you know... Acting nervous, yeah. Acting nervous, and she sees that she's befriended a criminal. Mm -hmm. So, I guess her her motherly instincts came in, too. Like, let me see what she she has going on. I need to check... What's going on in here? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they... doesn't seem right. I need to know the problem Frank Sinatra records move. (laughs) I need Senator Park Lewis to sit down, though. I'm sorry. Well, let's talk about that, like, their, you know, reaction, interaction. You know, she she came home, and immediately it was just on fire when she saw Ava, and um, Caitlin kind of called her out. Like, you have secrets, too. Like, I know that you're having an affair on Mom. Like, how did you guys feel about that whole interaction? Want to go? Well, I mean, I'm glad that she said that, but obviously she said that in a uh, couple episodes ago, too, just calling her, ca- calling her out and saying, like, I, you know, are you going to say something? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess it's a hard thing for Caitlin because, like, she could tell her mom if she really thinks it's that. 
important as well. Right. But I didn't I think, think of she that. She is the one that ruins ruins it, I guess. I would use that. To, I would, that's leverage. I'm sorry. And it, I'm <laughs> so like, you're that child. I, a, a little bit, but only because this. You can't seriously, one, you have barely been in my life the last couple months. Two, I found out you cheated on my mother. Three, you can't just be buddy-buddy with a woman who wants to put me up for murder. Well, yeah, which now you you're don't all, know. You're all now like you're all buddy-buddy. In my life again, too. And also, your buddy-buddy knows you had an affair, so she also has information on you that she could use against you. So while you're trying to buddy up, buddy up with the person that has information on you, you're innate, like, you're just... If it were me, I would tell my other mom. I would, too. I'm sorry, that's leverage. I'm like, if you think I'm moving to Georgetown, how about I call mom up right now and let her know what you've been exactly. up to? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I well, I guess child. we can go ahead and get into that. So during that argument, <laughs> she announces like, "Well, you're coming back with me." Do you think she was serious about it, or was it just to put fear in her? She seems serious. I think she's serious. <laughs> she. I feel like because because one, Kaylin knows her secret. The only way she might she can have control over her daughter is if she's closer. Georgetown is closer to Washington D.C. and she keep an eye on her there. However, no matter if you're serious or not you in the wrong though I'm still I'm not for that and then you're just telling me oh we're gonna leave tonight so I go to gala bye friends what about my semester what about my track I'm just saying there's a whole there's a lot of holes in this like in the moving aspect of this where I just I just want to shake her yeah well she can't go back to track yet because her leg is true injured, right and if I was I would just like I'm not going back to track either you're just not gonna have a daughter that goes to track I would just be I'm yeah I'm that child (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of injuries we know Dylan had an injury and he had to you know do what he had to do not necessarily the right thing but cheat you know to get into the school that he wants to attend and he's risking expulsion um what were you guys' views on that i thought it was pretty shady that you know after they tried to expose dana she you know kind of dropped that gym like oh he cheated <laughs> yep and now he gets a call and has to meet with you know the ethics committee yeah i thought that was just obviously very dana <laughs> yeah. now you have no use to me okay i can throw you on the bus now um, I love the scenes between Andrew and Dylan, though. I thought they were so sweet. Their late anniversary presents. Oh, I just I, so I just want you guys together. And the sex scene was just hot. Like, <laughs> it just was. Well, now it's unfortunate because he's just like, well, I, I don't want you to leave. Like, but yeah, we're you, seeing that with all the characters. Yeah. It's like, I, it's very exciting to see what's going to happen next episode because it's like, are people really going to have to go home and then and then this whole Zach and Ava thing they had their first kiss oh my and god they're so cute they're, she's like I'm sorry lady from Vogue I have to help a friend and then I'm gonna kiss him and now I'm gonna serve that was just the sweetest moment it was beautiful of growth and I just loved it because you know she bat- she battled with you know her her well I guess it wasn't necessarily a break well it was a breakup in a way he, he slept with another woman um, but she had really been dealing with that so I was I was happy to see that she's finally you know moving on and finding comfort in someone else outside of Nolan and I mean she can always just do what Zach's doing get three jobs and still stay be true if she really wants to possibly um but even well since we're on that topic Mona and Mason first I've okay we talked to um Noah last week about last week's um scene this one was even more intense and yeah I, just, I loved it it's just like that dress is just so bad I'm just gonna help you out of it 
I just started clapping. I was like, yes, sir. No, <laughs> like, what got me work. was the entrance in the little, like, the little, like, swipe of the hand oh, as they're walking so in. Like, I thought that was so cute. Like, we, we have this secret no one knows, and but... I don't know. I think that's just... I think that's how, like, we know what's going on, but no one else knows, so, yeah. <laughs> it was it was very cute. I just loved it all. Before Claire ruined it with her phone call. I know. Mm-mm. Happened. What was that about? <laughs> that's, this, this is a question, because even the scene of it was just her saying people deal with grief in their own ways before you left. So I'm just like, what conversation did you just guys have? Because I feel like I'm at the end of a conversation. I don't even know what happened here. What about you guys? Were you guys not feeling that? I I, I was the same way. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I was just I really, I really was confused. How are you just gonna be like people deal with Christmas in their own ways? And thank you so much, Mrs. Hotchkiss. And I'm leaving. Get surveillance on Mason. What? What? Yeah, that was crazy. But I mean, I guess what we're all really kind of stumped about was you know she got fired. Oh, I'm so. So upset. how did that gym get dropped? That's Dana what- Booker. That's how that gym got dropped. Was it Dana? Yeah, because they were talking at the gala. And then you see Claire leave, and then she goes over to Mona. She said that they have audio proof of whatever, and that's when Dana, I mean, Claire walked over to Mona and said, I have reports. Yeah. But this is also, this is a question we were talking about. She's admissions. He's already in the school. How is that bad? They're grown adults. I'm still confused about why they're I'm sure that they signed, as teachers, you probably signed something that you're not going to have any inappropriate relationships with students or, or anyone that goes to okay. school. It's usually better not to get involved with your students. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of age, huh? <laughs> but I'm like, they don't even have no classes together. Yeah. So how, I just don't understand how that's a, bre- a breach of that when I don't, I don't have any power over him, really. Well... Hey, everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. Get started today by downloading downloading the Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. He's an authority figure working at the university. He is a student, but hey, you know, no judgments. (laughs) He's like, I'm just excited. I'm just listening to what you guys think and say. Um, But yeah, the the whole just, it, it just sucks because it feels like every time we get a little itch, we just get dropped back down. And I think this episode, we got dropped way down. Like, not only did their plan fail, now their lives are failing. Like, they have to figure out, you know, what they're going to do on top of trying to still, um, you know, stay dedicated to figuring out who Nolan's killer is. So, it was, it was a heavy episode for me, guys. Well, I was yeah, stressed the, out. The big, <laughs> a big, you know, thing we learned, too, was that Taylor actually was the one that created Beacon Guard. That's... You're literally reading my mind. So that, well, I really liked how we kind of really got to know Taylor as a character. We know that, you know, she faked her own death, and we learned that she created that to, um, as a protectant because of what happened to her dad. And it, it was just a really heavy emotional story, and it's, it's, it pretty much explains so much of how she is, why she's so determined to figure out who killed her brother, because 
she witnessed firsthand her dad, you know, being killed next to her. I couldn't even imagine. Like, how did you guys feel when we finally revealed who Taylor was as a character? It broke my heart, like, just to hear her, like, say I was there, because that's very traumatic, and she was so young when it happened, and then at 14 to now create something that actually could change so many lives if it's, like, in other states and everything like that. But, again, it's like, when you create something like that, it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole where you lose yourself. Yeah, I mean, she kind of created a monster, you know? Yeah. And maybe became one a little bit, too. Hmm. You know? There's actually... And, I mean, it's it's pretty current events, too, because I was listening to NPR on the way here. Very exciting, guys. <laughs> um, but, no, they were talking about all these countries that are now fighting against surveillance everywhere mm-hmm. and the United States is not again not for it but you know the UK and other places have basically like mass surveillance everyone walking around the street and it's, London has the highest yeah. rate of CCTVs yeah. anywhere in the country any country yeah yeah so. but okay we want to get we want to have our time with Norman but before we get to that let's just hit this last thing Operation Takedown Jeremy which ended up being a total fail <laughs> in a way <laughs> What were you guys' thoughts on the whole, like, setup, how they went out there? I personally was just like, why is there a big group? Why did they all get out of the car, and they're just standing there, and then Caitlin goes, oh, wait, I don't want him to see. Like, he's already coming now. He sees you guys. What were you guys' thoughts on just literally everything, from the shooting to it all? He came out with a boat, and I was just like, I want to be like, where'd you get a boat? Where are your finances, sir? I, I, I really, I want to know more about Jeremy because I feel like we only have like little tidbits that don't create the whole picture as a whole. Well, of the, it seems like he's pretty jealous. I mean, <laughs> but he, we understand why he did it. He did it to protect Caitlyn because he loves her, and I can, I can actually see what he did. However, we don't know if he technically actually committed murder and killed Nolan because he never says it. We know he did something to Nolan. We just ha- doesn't. We don't know what he did. Or he's just a part of something. A we don't. We just something. don't yeah. know. And he's saying he did it to protect her, but clearly that leads to us thinking, yes, you know, that's the case. And then now finding out that he was the cause of the blackout, it, it, it's just all like, okay, all eyes pointing to Jeremy. There's a lot we don't know about Jeremy. I mean, so much. Like, is he a hacker? Is you know, like, how does he know about all this technology stuff? We don't really even know what he does for a living. He works. With, I thought he worked with the Hotchkiss. Technology. He does, but what does he do there? True. You know? And then, I, like, I was just thought a data analyst was a hacker, so yeah. I assumed a hacker. He drills through his computer. I mean, there's a lot we don't know. <laughs> it's a lot we don't know. <laughs> a lot we don't know. Yeah, and then where is he getting the boat? I mean, he's obviously got like a lot of money stashed away somewhere. And a plane he's, on an airstrip. Sir, what money are yeah. you making? <laughs> yeah. Is he in cahoots with Ava's dad? <laughs> I mean, the, 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 I feel like this is whatever happened to Nolan is more than just one person job. It, it did not just happen. It wasn't just one person. It was a group of people. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I think he's a he's a part of it, but I don't think he I don't know if he actually pushed Nolan off that roof. Yeah, um, something that I really thought was interesting about that scene, you know, we saw Taylor shoot Jeremy, and it really it pretty much confirmed what Claire warned us about. She she just went full at it, like he's trying to run, he killed my brother, whatever. But what we all agreed upon was the unity at the end. That was such an it was literally an iconic scene. Like so she iconic. shoots him and. Everyone goes. So this happened, and they go get the the stick thing, and like so she put it up, he was trying like, to attack her, and she got nervous, and I'm just like <laughs> like no fingerprints, Ava. Just I'm gonna grab with a rag and put it right next to Jeremy. Like she, we saw him, he ran at you. 
you have to protect I, like, I just I love but I loved it because we saw this whole season they've they've struggled learning each other even till this season now Ava just admitted her secret so to really see all that unity come it was kind of like a oh my god I love it moment but almost like but also like a what just happened you're yeah. committing a crime <laughs> was that but, a fun scene to shoot for you oh it was, it was my favorite day of shooting that <laughs> yes it was it was super cool, um, but yeah, it's not exactly a really well thought out plan. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, when has anyone on Pretty Little Liars done something that was well thought out? Right. So the best thing to do would have been to call the police. But yeah, but you know, then again, <laughs> I mean, he called the police, but as he called the police, they're also just like, Coming "This up is with the their plan. Story. Yeah. <laughs> Let's come up with a story." Just in case Dana also decides to end full, you know. I'm going to take over the case now. Well, and Dana's infiltrated the police, so they don't trust the police. True. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what is going to happen in this finale. and Which in, I also directed. Yes, I was just going to say yeah. that you directed that, too. So, just how has your experience been overall just working on this particular show? Oh, I, I've had a great time. I, I directed a lot of Pretty Little Liars. I directed 23 episodes of, mm-hmm. of that show. And so this show is... Uh, equally as precious to me in terms of my experience with the cast and the crew. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, I love it. I was like looking on your IG and I'm like, yes, like he, you can tell you really have a close relationship and bond with the cast. Yes, I do. I feel very uh, fond of all of them. I mean, it's a little weird, you know, because I'm so much older (laughs) than all of them, and yet uh, somehow I always say that um, I'm a teenage girl at heart. (laughs) No, I enjoy the show a lot. As we are getting closer to the season finale, because we're six days away and we're all so excited, what's the news about season two? Well, I don't know much more than you do. My hope is that we'll hear soon that we have a pickup. I certainly have my fingers crossed, but at this point, I don't I don't know. I don't even know how the success of a show is measured anymore, because who watches shows on broadcast? A lot of people right. watch it streaming. It's mm-hmm. It's hard for me to even know how well the show is doing on a on a larger level. I certainly hope we're going to get a pick up. I also, uh, well, how the fans react in our chat, yeah. we, we're going to push for I track the, the social media following mm-hmm. on, our, on the shows that I work on, and it certainly seems that the, from, from Pretty Little Liars to this show, there's not been much drop-off in terms of the enthusiasm on Twitter, yeah. on Instagram, on, across all social media platforms. So I'm very hopeful, you know. Yeah. Have my fingers crossed. I'm waiting to hear as as the rest of you are. So. Somebody in the chat actually says something I actually agree with. None of the liars have ever hurt someone without cause, which I will say is very true. Nobody has ever hurt anybody that wasn't a pretty liar, quote unquote. Even on the perfectionist, that wasn't in the core group, hurt somebody without just cause. Well, Except for obviously Taylor, I think. I today. think that Mona has done some things that I mean, maybe yeah. are questionable. <laughs> and, uh, I think that there's uh, there's some arguments to be made there. But, for certain, uh, like I would say, we're talking about like the core four, and then everybody but Mona, maybe. I think, every, I think everybody makes decisions and choices that aren't always probably the best ones. I think we all have our shadow side, and that's one of the things I really enjoy about the show is that it uh, is as much about the flaws of various characters as it is about their strengths. I don't think every character is flawless. I think that that's what makes it dramatically interesting. 
Do you have a favorite character on The Perfectionist? I do not. And even if I did, I wouldn't say. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You have to stay neutral. We did have um, Sarah in the chat wanted to know, um, how was directing this show compared to some of the other shows you've directed? Well, um, the difference between this show and Pretty Little Liars, for example, is this show we shoot on location in Oregon. We shoot in the Portland area. And Pretty Little Liars was shot entirely here in Burbank, just over at the Warner Brothers lot. We never left the lot, mm-hmm. except for maybe a couple of exceptions. And so in that sense, it's very different because we're in a completely different part of the country. And I think that part of the country really informs the feeling of the show. Uh, it's different from a show like Gossip Girl or The O.C. in the sense that it's based around this mystery and uh, I therefore think it's much more psychological than than plot driven. I know that a lot mm-hmm. of people are very caught up in the plot, but even as you guys are talking about the various aspects of the show, the things that interest you are the psychological components. You're interested in why people do what they do, mm-hmm. and and so you know I get a lot of flack on on social media from various fans because I continually say it's dream logic. It's not logic that's ever going to make any sense if you really were to break it down. People mm-hmm. get really mad at me for saying that, but I think the most interesting uh, shows are that which explores the inner dynamics of characters, and, and the situations are very exaggerated, but the emotions are very real. There's nothing about the way that anybody acts that isn't based in real emotion, but the plot mechanics are absurd sometimes, and yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> feel embarrassed about saying that. You know? yeah. and certainly in Pretty Little Liars that was the case. But psychologically, it was about the, the nature of friendship. It was about the nature of how people deal under crises, how mm-hmm. people bond together, how people really seek solace in their, in their uh, friendships and in their romantic relationships. So I think in that sense, both Pretty Little Liars and, and The Perfectionists are very true, and very true to an emotional truth. Yeah. And if people focus on that, then I think their enjoyment of the show is enhanced mm-hmm. if they get upset about the plot holes or the the, <laughs> plot, the plot holes that you could actually drive trucks through if you really stopped to think about it. Uh, but, I, but I don't think that's what the show's about. The show's about trying to make you feel something. It's trying to make you feel uh, the investment that, that the three of you have been describing, which is quite thrilling for me to hear you talk about Yay. it this way. I think, I think, oh, that's wonderful that it really is affecting people the way that we want it to affect people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Don't, you watch Pretty Little Liars? Or, I did. Okay. I read the books and watched the first couple of seasons, but I Okay, I, I directed finish. a scene on Pretty Little Liars where Emily was kidnapped and put in a coffin, and the coffin was put on a conveyor belt in a sawmill, and, and the other girls went to the sawmill yeah. to try to save her off. The, the I mean, the whole thing was... <laughs> patently absurd there was like, <laughs> like why like, why <laughs> why would anybody be put in a coffin and yet you feel something when you watch it you feel the investment that the other girls have in saving her you feel the way that they bond together it, it was exciting it's fun to watch you know i think one of you said you know why does he have a speedboat because it's cool it doesn't need to be anything more than that it's kind of like he went and rented a boat and he's coming to get his lady and that's, that's a good way to that's stay a, off the radar that's a dramatic that's very true. yes absolutely nobody can track him on yeah. the river and uh, I just I just think it's so much more exciting a scene than if they just went to a place and he drove up in a car yeah. that scene I'm not as interested in yeah. this her walking down on that dock in that blue coat and 
Him trying to pull her to the boat. That's exciting. Everyone's getting out of the car. (laughs) That's exciting to watch, yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think that the, yeah, the plan is not fully formed. They're just like, we're going to make him confess. And then she's sitting there thinking, well, how are we going to do that with everybody here? He's not going to, like, talk to everybody. Why don't you guys go stand over there? I mean, I I buy it because it's emotionally true. Mm -hmm. You know, the the idea of, like, well, I don't really know how I'm going to solve this, but I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with my gut. Yeah. um, I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Just think about that scene. If if it had been staged in a way that was really the way it really would happen, you know, they go to a parking lot and meet him, it just wouldn't be nearly as much fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's way- true for all of Pretty Little Liars, and it's true for the show, and it's true for Gossip Girl. I mean, Gossip Girl, when I used to work on Gossip Girl, it's kind of like, this high school student is running this corporation? I mean, it, 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 made, it, made, it right. made no sense. You know, yeah. But it doesn't have to make sense. And if you really look at the great films that have been made over uh, cinematic history, they rarely do. What they do is they make you feel something, and they make mm-hmm. you feel emotional truth. And mm-hmm. that's always what we're after on Pretty Little Liars is emotional truth. We're looking for the characters to behave in an emotionally consistent way relative to who that character is. And I think for the most part, we're successful. Sometimes there's course corrections that happen. It's like, oh, that's not working. That that character's arc is, needs to be shifted and, and has to be shifted in a way so that we feel more, mm-hmm. you know. But the, the relationships that they have and the relationships they have with each other are building as relationships really do. And, and the investment that um, you feel in those relationships is evidence of that. Um, I just want to say before we get out of here that I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the spinoff. And just really showing that the need to be per- the need to be perfect is not something of a goal that we should be striving to. Mm-hmm. We should be more like be ourselves, be normal, be okay, and just being in our imperfections and being messy because life is messy. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and we say it pretty explicitly in the yes. show. And yes, and I love those speeches. I, not, I yeah. love Ava's just the honestness of it. There, mm-hmm. like you said, the emotional truth is you feel it. Like that's what I love mm-hmm. about Pretty Liars to now. Like you said, the emotional truth is so strong. It doesn't matter if you've never seen a Pretty Little Liar episode in your life. You'll probably just get sucked in to what they're dealing with because it feels real to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you and, can feel the emotions in it for sure. And these, these stories are about archetypal ideas. You know, the, the thing that I really enjoy about um, Pretty Little Liars in this show as well is that there is a skepticism that the characters have about the adult characters. They have a skepticism about who they should trust for mm-hmm. good reason. The world is crazy right now. <laughs> the adults have not handled it so well. It if I were crazy. of your generation, I would be very much like, I don't really trust the adults. I don't trust <laughs> the people who are in control. I don't trust that. So there's a subversive element to the show that I think is right on the money. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for oh, joining us. Oh, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for we, asking me. I'm we, so I'm so happy to see that you guys seem so invested and like the show. We so. Yes, we do. We love it, yeah. and we're hoping for a season two. Me too. <laughs> I hope so too. We I, actually had um, Sarah also in the chat was wondering if you were directing Katie Keene as well in the CW. I have no plans to do that right now because I have a pretty full schedule, and I'm waiting to see what happens with the... Um, second season I certainly would like to I have a very close relationship with Lucy and I would love to to work with Lucy again I worked on Life Sentence and um, but that at this point there's there's no plan for me to direct that show so, what other um, stuff do you have coming up well I'm about to start working on a Netflix show called Sweet Magnolias uh, mm. that's set in the south it's uh, is it um, based off the it, it's based on some novels Magnolias? no no it's based okay. on some some romance novels um 
Uh, I think the scripts are pretty wonderful. There's ten of them. I'll be directing six of the ten. And um, I will be doing that. I, I leave for Atlanta in about a week. And I'll be doing that until hopefully we get a, a season two pickup of this show. Knock on wood. I don't see any with <laughs> I'll find some place to. And, you know, then that would be my year is working on those two shows. Awesome. Well, but, great. Well, we have to, well, we'll be looking out for it. Sure. And maybe we'll be on that after show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's going to be a fun one. So. I yeah. really um, I do appreciate the enthusiasm though and, and I, I love these kinds of things I listen to a lot of the podcasts and I follow a lot of the fans even the ones that hate me and there's a lot of <laughs> How people can they on, hate you? oh I have people give me uh, uh, they, they, there's a lot of people give me a lot of shit on uh, Twitter I like there's there's people who feel compelled to school me about what they think of what I think. Oh, and, wow. And, uh, but that, that's okay. I just feel uh, excited to be working on something that people feel so passionate about. Yes, yeah. people are That means passionate. you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I really do enjoy listening to people talk about the things that I work on because it, it, it's interesting and it's inspiring and it makes me then go back to the work with a, a point of view about how it's really landing and, and and um, uh, affecting the people who watch it. So I thank you for having me be here. Yay, well, we were happy Thank to you have so you. Yeah. Is there, um, you, speak, you mentioned your social media. Um, you want to let the fans know how they can get in contact with you and hopefully say nice things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Norbuck, N-O-R-B-U-C-K. It's uh, just kind of a, you know, a anagram of my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then where can we find you, Shay? You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Also check out my YouTube channel, Unapologetically Shay. The link's on my Instagram. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Alice L. Ford and Instagram and YouTube at Alice's Adventures on Earth. And you guys can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. Again, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week for the finale. Now we, and we have a guest. And we have a guest, so let's be here. <laughs> Bye. Who's that guest? Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.